People, welcome to the Shubbison Podcast. We're here truly Chris J. All the sports and loves me back, people. On my podcast, we discuss the hottest topics in both the NFL and NBA, people. Please subscribe now and tune in. Again, I got a special guest. I got a returning special guest. I got my man from Nuts and Bolts Sport, Mr. Greg Hector. How you doing today? I'm not doing bad. Not doing bad at all. How about you, Chris? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. It's about the weekend. It's Thursday. We got so much to talk about, so much stuff going on in the sports world. We got uh, Tom Brady retiring. We got Super Bowl coming up. You got the All-Star game coming up for basketball. You got so much things right now going on. And we're going to talk about the sports, the whole nine yards, and I just can't wait. I, I'm on a I'm on a very small break here until a little later tonight because the East West Shrine Bowl is played. So I've been doing the Senior Bowls, East West Shrine Bowl, uh, watching, watching, and watching more guys for the draft, etc. Because as you know, I, I tend to focus uh, on that particular area a lot. So yeah, it's a it's a busy week. Because we got the Shrine Bowl tonight, and then Saturday the the Senior Bowl, so busy week. I see that a ton of bowls and everything. So hey, but a ton of bowls, staying busy, staying active. So it's always great to hear. But the Greg, you know, um, obviously yesterday was breaking news. I'm shot shot the world. Um, Tom Brady, the goat, announced his retirement on Instagram Live. Talked about he's hanging up the cleats. He's hanging it up. And just tell me your thoughts about Tom Brady and not his retirement. Well, I mean, what can you say? The guy played 23 years. Um, Ten times he made it to a Super Bowl. Uh, that's 43% of a career going to the Super Bowl. That's a pretty astronomical number right there, right? And then you add up all the passing yardage, the TD records, all those other records that he has for completions, et cetera. Um, you're talking about a guy, I mean, if there's, if there's somebody that the pro football hall of fame is going to say, Hey, you don't have to wait five years. You're, you're talking about this guy. I mean, the numbers are, the numbers are astronomical. Uh, the success, uh, the, you know, the highs that he had, he had lots of lows as well in his career. Everybody does, but, uh, you know, Brady is Brady and, uh, I don't like to get into what happened with him and Giselle, the divorce and stuff like that. That's their business. Um, to me, I think Tom Brady just realized it was time. He realized it was time. And and good for him. I mean, he's got a gig uh, with, with Fox that will pay him $37.5 million a year, and he doesn't have to get hit, hit by anyone. Man, that's a lot of money. That's a lot yeah. of money right there. And then me personally, I feel like, I felt like Tom Shipman came back this season because last year the perfect walk off to me, lost to the Rams, played great, came back and almost won once again. And to me, I feel like this season just felt kind of weird because of with him retiring 40 days 
and then the stuff happening with his family and things of that nature. And then when him missing 11 days during pre during a uh, during count. And yep. then just it seems like he was there, but at the same time he wasn't there. It seemed like something was missing. And it's just I feel like Tom wasn't all in this year from the start. And to me, uh, personally, I said Tom just retire. Like you have nothing to prove. He's no. the by his resume, he's the greatest of all time. Like by far, from championships, the, the numbers, passing yards, touchdowns, clutch drives, he's done it all. His leadership intangibles, he's done all that you can do. His period. I and didn't want to. Like, I mean, the big reason why I think he ended up after 40 days coming back is what happened with his first announcement. He was not in control of that scenario. It was the Adam Schefters and all those clowns who did their nonsense. And then Brady, okay, I'm on, I'm on social media. Da, 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 I mean, you know, make this retirement essay and all that. I don't think he felt right about the way that that was all handled. What he did yesterday, that's what he wanted. He wanted to be the one in control of his announcement. He handled it the way that he should have last year. Um, uh, you know, 45, I mean, you would think that he would be tech, tech savvy. He's not as old. He's not an old, old guy like me. Yes, but sir. he should have handled that last year this way, where it was just him saying, I'm finished. And I think had he been allowed to do it his way last year, he may have stayed retired last year. We don't, we don't know for sure. Because the pull, the pull that these guys have, it hits you in April when the team meetings and then again in May when it's OTAs. That's when it really hits these guys. I should be here. I should be doing this. I can still do this. Right. The, the mind always tells you the body may not the, the body may not answer, but the mind will tell you this is what I should be doing. You're so conditioned to it. Right. But for Brady, I really think now is the time. Just walk away. You have nothing to prove. Um and and that's that's where it sets. I agree because I feel like uh, with him, what he's done playing for forty five, and really, I think his longevity, him playing so long, playing between three years in the National Football League, that's very unheard of. And so yep. just like just his longevity and all that he's done, like when you think about Tom Brady, what's one thing that comes to your mind? Uh, smartest quarterback. He beat you with his brains. He knew what you were, where you were going to be on defense. He knew where his guys on offense were going to be. He he was an excellent executor of the game plan, right? He understood what was going on on that field. And that's how he beat people. He, he wasn't the most physically gifted. I mean, we know he, he was never a great runner or anything like that. He didn't have the biggest arm in the league. Um, all those things, but he knew how to play football. So when you understand what your job is, what your role is, and you put that together with your teammates, and this is the thing I most admire about Brady too, is it was not him. He always, always put the team before him. Look at his contracts. Was he ever the highest paid quarterback with all those numbers? Never. Not even close, right? So that's where Brady won. He had people beat before they ever stepped on the field so many times, as did the Patriots, because they played they played their game and said, okay, this is exactly what we're going to do. you got to beat us at our game. 
and a lot of people failed to answer that one. The Giants, of course, did a couple of times in Super Bowls, but yeah, true, true that, you know, true that. But for the most part, that that's where they had you beat. They had you beat up here before they ever got in the field, which is pretty remarkable to watch. Me too. I just um, it's kind of crazy because talking about Tom Brady because like I'm 27 years old, and so for my whole life and childhood since I was since since I understood football and sports. I've been watching Tom Brady play throughout my whole childhood, my teenage years, my college years, my adult years. I've been watching this guy play for so long. And so now this season coming up, like not seeing him there kind of be weird for me because he's always been there for me. Like you sent him mm-hmm. play. And so it just people my generation, we can really say we've been watching Tom Brady play our whole lives. He's always been in the league. He's always been there. And so now it's kind of going to be kind of weird and kind of funny to say he's not there. That 12 is not there. From the, the Patriots, the Buccaneers, he's there no more. And so I, I feel like people just should celebrate his greatness because me personally, I feel like we will never see a guy win seven championships again. One player, one player. Tom Brady, he's won more titles than franchises. Yeah. Like he's won that much and he's been so dotted for so long. So me personally, I feel like we as fans just appreciate his greatness because we're never going to see it again. Of course, we got some players like Patrick Mahomes who may can challenge him maybe from championships, but it's still a, a tall task to ask someone to win seven times, 10 appearances, and just his dominance from time at a time at a time again so i feel like the time i I, I, I do want to correct some misconceptions that are going out there about him and his titles um mr russell has 11. you're right he does Henri Henri richard in hockey 10 stanley cups yvonne cornwallier nine so there are guys out in professional sports who have obviously won more championships so but what brady has done in football I mean, yeah, Charles Char, Charles Haley had five, right, uh, between the 49ers and the Cowboys. And I didn't think people were going to get past that. Brady did. Right? So it's pretty remarkable. I agree. I agree. Um, if there is one player you feel like that can maybe come close from break to, like, maybe to Brady's resume, a quarterback these days, which quarterback do you feel like that may have the best chance? Maybe because um right now we with the start Pat Mahomes has had his first five years in the league, he's about to be in his third Super Bowl, and he has a chance to win a title once again, a second MVP. And so do you feel like Patrick Mahomes has a slight chance of maybe Coming close or even tying Brady far as just his resume. It's it's very maybe it's very very tiny because okay he's now going to his third Super Bowl to equal Tom he still needs to get to seven more right yeah, yeah. Uh, hello I mean I I just don't see I just don't see it happening the way that these quarterbacks play as well these quarterbacks now with the off schedule stuff being so important. These quarterbacks' careers are not going to be anywhere near as long as 23 seasons. Right? I mean, you got to remember Brady, Brady's era was far more of a drop back, stay in the pocket type era, right? It was. 
these guys now, I mean, you look at, you look at Herbert who moves out of the pocket. He needed uh, labrum surgery. Josh Allen had his issues. We've seen Mahomes dinged up. Um, we know what happened with Lamar. All these guys, they're getting hurt. And when you get those injuries, they add up. They're gonna; those injuries will shorten careers. They won't lengthen them. How often did you really see Brady get hurt in twenty-three years? Just a couple of times. Besides the ACL injury in '09, um, I, I think besides that, not at all. He's really been mainly healthy his whole career. And to be yeah. honest, I feel like sometimes when you're a quarterback that's not very mobile, there's also a blessing because Tom Brady he never relied on 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 athleticism because Tom Brady is not mobile. Tom Brady is a pocket a pocket quarterback, quick feet, throw from the pocket, three-step drop, five-step drop. It's quick, quick, quick. Yep. So Tom never really had to rely on his legs because Tom never had legs, to be honest. No, never did. Never did. And, and that's the difference, right? I think these guys now, uh, much like running backs, I mean, I don't think you're going to see the careers of an Emmitt Smith anymore for, for running backs and stuff like that. It just isn't going to happen. Um, because of the way they're used, uh, teams will overuse their quote unquote bell, bell cow running back now to the point where you see what happened with, with Elliot, right? He had those three really good years. He should have had three rushing titles in a row, except for the suspension. That should not have been a suspension. He would have had three rushing titles in a row, but even then the toll that it takes on that position, we see it. You see that. And you see that. Big drop off when these guys hit to about 27 for the most part. They're nowhere near what they were when they come out of college, right? That's it. Yes, um, so again, that, those are that, those are big changes that have happened in the game, really big changes. And and again, I, I just don't see these quarterbacks being able to last anywhere near long enough to challenge that. Drew Brees was again a guy who was, you know, he could move, but he was still much more in the pocket all the time, right? Um, as, as much as possible, Breeze stayed in the pocket, even though he was a little guy. I'm going to say this, too. This player I'm about to name, he won't surpass Brady as with really probably nothing, but maybe a player that probably could play as long, to me personally. I still would say probably maybe Joe Barrow for our similarities because Joe Barrow is not very mobile either, and he's very accurate, throws from the pocket. Of course, he's not Tom. Nobody's Tom. But, like, just from similarities, like, do you think Joe Burrow has similar features as Tom Brady Forrest, throwing from the pocket, you know, good footwork, being very accurate with his throws? Like, do you feel like Joe Burrow has similarity to Tom Brady? In, in, in parts of his game, he does. In parts. Like, when Burrow does need to go, he can go. I mean, we've seen him pick up those first downs, He and he slides, he protects himself. But the problem that you have there is, and we already saw it his rookie year, he the needs, to, he yeah, needs yeah. that line. I mean, if you if you don't give this guy a line, eventually. He's uh, going to catch up. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to get pounded. I mean, he was sacked five times last year, Tennessee, nine sacks in a game, five times against the Chiefs in the loss. Um, you can't get hit that much. It's going to get you. I agree. I agree. But yeah, me personally, I agree that Burrow needs more protection and just, and he's the guy for similarities that with Tom, because really um, 
these guys like Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Tua, Josh Allen, uh, 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 Herbert, um, and the list goes on. All these quarterbacks are mobile, and they all run the ball. And guys in college like Bryce Young coming up, um, you have so many of these quarterbacks, they're really mobile. And I think now the era has really changed because at one point in time where, where QBs were pretty much statue quarterbacks, a three-step drop, not very mobile, I mean, pass from the pocket. But now with the generation changing up, so many of these quarterbacks come in very dual threat because – I would say in the early 2000s, maybe there was a time that Michael Vick he he probably was the only running quarterback that was in the league of Michael Vick. He really from because really be honest, and now it's just so many quarterbacks all run. Trevor well, Lawrence. Here, 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 here's the, here's the difference though. Now you have these running quarterbacks. What you used to have were great scramblers. They would still be back in the pocket or just go outside of the pocket. But they were so – Roger Staubach was – was he his nickname – one of his nicknames was Roger the Dodger. He could elude the defensive guys and still make a play downfield. Um, Fran Tarkington, those types of guys, they were scramblers. They weren't rushers. Now they're rushers. And 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 that's that's the big difference is, is that you have running quarterbacks now. I agree. Definitely got to change it up a little bit. Of course, we got a big game next Sunday. We got the biggest game of the year. We got the Super Bowl. We got the Eagles and the Chiefs. Um, to be honest, we got two of the best teams, I think, all year from the AFC, NFC. You got Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. You got the Kelsey brothers. You got Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. Eagles, Chiefs. So, like, we got the first Super Bowl, we got two brothers – Playing each other. Then you got two black quarterbacks. Yeah. First time in history this, this has ever happened. And so, just from all the hype that's going to be talking about this game the next couple of weeks. So, what's your thoughts about right now about the Eagles and the Chiefs? Because right now, I think the Eagles are slight favorites right now. But what's your thoughts about the game so far? Because this game is shaping to be a, a showdown. Yeah. I mean, you got two 14 and three teams in the regular season. They were both number one in their conference, right? So we're getting best versus best. Um, for me, the Mahomes and Mahomes and Hertz being the two quarterbacks. I said, I said before the season started, what I would really like to see is the, the two guys I would have loved to have seen would have been a Jameis Winston and Lamar Jackson in a Super Bowl because the experts would just blow their minds, right? Um, and again, a lot of that has to do with the color of their skin, which is ridiculous. I hope, I hope it, the, the one thing I hope that results out of this now, okay, we've had two get there, not just the one guy to get there with Doug Williams and the others who've been there on their own. We've had two. Okay. All I want to hear from now on, the quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles, the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. We shouldn't have to say black. We shouldn't have to say African-American. They're quarterbacks. That's all that matters. But, of course, it's hard to do with the amount of racism we have out here and all that other jazz. But the fact that these guys are, are there, the fact that we now have um, 
the um, there's enough now that you don't want to have these the Colin Cowherd types ever saying that Lamar and Dak should be tight ends. Yes, and things, you know nonsense like that. That garbage has to come to a complete stop. Uh, Lamar Jackson was in a pro-style system in college. What, what do you mean to tell me that he, he can't play quarterback at the NFL level? That was an NFL offense that they ran at Louisville. Who, who, where did this nonsense come from, right? And it was, it was the same for it was the same for so many other quarterbacks uh, who have been black. And, right? It goes way back, way back in time. Um, I'm glad that there are two quarterbacks there, finally. Um, to me, though, what this game comes down to, and Philly is right now a two-point favorite, so even the odds makers have that, – that's a pick em line. Anything under three, 3.5 is a pick em, right? Yes, so they've sir. got it at two. So for me, it's going to come down to what team makes a mistake. Do, you, do, they, do they have a bad punt? Do they fumble a punt, right? Uh, do they throw that interception that goes for a pick six? It's it's going to become coming down to a mistake, unfortunately. But that's what happens when you've got very evenly matched teams. Whoever makes that error, it's going to end up costing them. Me personally, um, I think this game is going to be a high-scoring game. Um, um, I think really... First off, just both the stories about Pat Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. First off, Pat Mahomes, if he wins the Super Bowl, he'll have two championships with three appearances. And most likely, if the Chiefs win this game, Pat Mahomes will probably get the Super Bowl MVP most likely because the quarterback. And say he wins that, then they have two championships, two MVPs, Two MVP for the regular season. He'll be in rare air. He'll be in some rare air. He'll be mm-hmm. like in a like in a rare air, like Tom Brady, something like Joe Montana, maybe to a degree. He'll be up there. And so I feel like if he wins this big game, he'll be in a conversation like with the all-time great, great, greats, and like a, in a short career so far. But Jalen Hurts, his story, you know, four years ago. I watched the college game when he was versus Georgia. He was pulled out the game and benched. Tua came in, won the game for him. Okay. Jalen Hurts, Tua battling out. Tua won a starting job. Jalen Hurts was a backup. Okay. Tua got hurt versus Georgia, the championship game for us. I think that Georgia's game, he got he got pretty much bent. He came in and won the game versus Georgia again. And then pretty much – Jalen Hurts transferred to Oklahoma with Lane Kiffin. Okay, he did his thing there. No, Lincoln. Lane Lincoln. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. I'm a, apologies. But, like, pretty much Oklahoma. Okay, bowed out there. Second-round pick. Most people thought he shouldn't be a quarterback. He's not that good, not a good passer, not very accurate. And so wasn't very good at passing, but he worked – on his weaknesses, he perfected his craft. He put the work in. He got he put the time and work in. Got better and better and better and better and better. 
And just from his story from then to now, where all that happened, and now he's in the big dance, the Super Bowl, the biggest game of his life. And if he wins it, I think this will be one of the greatest stories in football history as far as the NFL, if he does this. Because what he's been through, what he persevered through, this would be a great story. And people love stories, love narratives. Oh, and guess what? This will be one of the greatest narratives ever, ever. It'll be, be up there. And then he will be doing it as a mainly a scrambling passing quarterback and pretty much showing you why the Ravens don't want to play Lamar because of how he plays. So Jalen Hurts winning this game, this will pretty much show you you can win this way. It's possible. Oh, sure, sure. But for but for me, and, and you know what my feelings about only talking about the quarterback, I get I get pretty no 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 no. It's the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, they play the most important position. That's fine. But what everybody else does, either against them or on their offenses is what matters because if those guys don't execute, these guys can't succeed bottom line. So if it's, if it's the Philadelphia Eagles who win, it will be the Eagles that won. Jalen hurts was the quarterback. Same with the chiefs. If the chiefs win it, the Kansas city chiefs have won. Mahomes was the quarterback. What people never understand, like last year when they, when they did their 13 second thing against Buffalo, what if Tyreek Hill had dropped the one pass? What if he had dropped that pass? There's no, you have none of that. And that wasn't a perfect throw from Patrick Mahomes, right? Tyreek Hill made a hell of a good catch. That's what people don't, don't watch in the game. They only just focus on what the quarterback does with the quarterback. There's 11 people on the field for each team for a reason, right? right. And I don't, and, and, you can go over and over and over. Look at most Tom Brady's Super Bowl wins. It wasn't the offense. That Patriots defense was amazing, right? Over and over and over again. Um, the Rams defense saved their bacon against the Bengals. It wasn't their offense. It was their defense that saved the day. So the regular season is over and all the stats and all that pretty stuff, that's all done with. Now is the time that you're going to see every aspect of a football team have to play at its best. Offense, defense, special teams. So which player feel like on the defense of both teams or a player that's not a quarterback, which player you feel like needs to have a, I guess, a big game, like the winning game between the Eagles side and the Chiefs side? Um. I- for, for me, the eagle that has to have a big day is going to be A.J. Brown. If the Chiefs play the way that they have in their secondary, he's going to have somebody with him, and he's going to have a safety over the top. He's going to have to find a way to get loose. So he's going to be the guy um, for the Eagles outside of Hurts to me, and for the Chiefs, it's Kelsey. I mean – the one weakness that you see in the Eagles' defense is their linebacking core. 
well, where's Travis Kelsey sit? He sits right behind that layer between the linebackers and the secondary, and that's where he gets his passes and look out. So to me, it's Kelsey for the Chiefs. It's A.J. Brown. Those are the offensive names. Defensively, because of the way Kansas City spreads the ball out to so many different people, I think the number one guy for them is going to have to be Bradbury for the Eagles secondary because he's going to get tested. They're not going to test Slay as much, but they'll come after Bradbury. And he's had a good year, but they're they're going to come after Bradbury. He's going to be under the gun. Um, for, For the Chiefs defense, I think it comes down to Chris Jones. If Chris Jones can get into that Eagles backfield, it's going to be a bad, bad thing for the Eagles to have to deal with that guy. Because, I mean, he's in big games when he does step up, he's a menace. And he, he's quick enough that, no, Jalen, you're not running very far. I got you. He, he, can, he can put you down in a hurry. So Chris Jones, to me, there is, is the guy for the Chiefs on their defense. So which, um, well, I agree because me personally, I feel like Chris Jones, he's definitely had to disrupt something because versus the Bengals, he had, I think, he had a, a monster game. Yeah. He had a great game. And I think um, Travis Kelsey, really, he, he's the key for the Chiefs because really, um, I think right now, Kansas City, right now, they're down three receivers. Um, Cole Hartman, um, they have uh, a lot of receivers banged up because I think they said that today, McCole Hartman's not playing Super Bowl. He's already out. Yeah, so McCole, like, and he's the only one. The other guys are, will be back. They, they're their stuff was they were just held out of that game because of an abundance of caution more than anything else. The training staff was being cautious with them. They'll both be back. So it's only Hardman. Um, and again, though, the way that he uses everybody that he can use. I mean, even Ronald Jones was Ronald Jones was in that game against the Bengals, the third third running back. That's that's the other thing. You do not know what's coming with those guys. You just don't know, right? And you've got Reed with two weeks to play. I was just going to say that because um, Andy Reed, he's he's played in big – he's coached so many big games. And then this is his old team. He coached. So yep. there's a little more heat to it, you know, his old team and things of that nature. And then, you know, if Andy Reed wins his game as a coach um, – where would he rank among the all-time great coaches? Because he right now, if he stayed with KC, and right now Patrick Mahomes, he's he that dude. If if Andy Reid wins this championship game and he wins a, a next couple championship, next couple of seasons, where would he rank among the all-time great coaches? Because he's been a great coach for a long time. Like from just the time of Eagle. I, I put him. I put him in. You know, he's definitely one of the top ten coaches of all time. Period. The problem that he's had is he has reached the championship games and has losing records in the championship games. Right? A- NFC, AFC championship games. He still has a losing record. That's what's held him back a little bit as far as reaching the Landry, Shula, Belichick. Bella, uh, th- those guys, right? He's in that realm right below those sort of coaches. 
Um, again, he's getting there. He's getting up there with longevity, of course, which is between his two two franchises. But he's he's had those issues getting through the championship round a lot, right? Um, that hurts him a little bit. You know, when you've got other guys like a Bill Walsh who just didn't lose championship games, uh, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, Parcells, you put Parcells there, he was going to a Super Bowl. I mean, okay, whatever. Uh, but Randy Reed's one of the one of the better coaches that I've ever seen. Okay, so obviously Nick Sirianni is totally different. This would be, I, th- I believe, his first coaching first. as far as a head coach in the Super Bowl, Nick Sirianni. So, uh, you know, what do you f- – Feel like uh, first off, just Nick Sirianni this season been playing, coaching very well. Um, tell me your thoughts about Nick Sirianni. You know him in his first dance game with Matt Latou, and how do you feel like he was coaching this game? Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, he again, he's in that younger breed of coaches that are highly popular in this day and age. Um, sometimes. It has worked, and other times, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan hasn't been able to get the get the big win. Sean McVay got the one big win, so Sirianni may get his one big win. Um, it's not going to be it's not going to be very easy though, because I mean, you got a guy who has way more experience on the other side, right? He does a lot, a lot more experience, and, and that's and that's that in almost the entire Chiefs coaching staff. Versus what you have in the Eagles. I mean, Shane Steichen is a young offensive coordinator, right, um, for the Eagles. So, okay, you guys might have your way of doing things, but we've been here a long time. I'm going to ask you a question. Um, I've been watching these playoffs every game, and I'm going to say this about Jalen Hurts. I'm happy he's there, but he hasn't really had a great game in the playoffs no. yet versus the Giants or the Niners. And I'm going to say this, ask you this too. I feel like right now the Eagles' first game, they beat New York, I believe, 38-7. Then they beat the um, the 49ers, a 31-7. Brock Purdy got injured, wasn't the same player, didn't play much the rest of the game. So do you feel like the Eagles haven't really been tested yet in the playoffs? Because, no. like, because me personally, this is a game between KC. This, like, KC – they're getting tested. Like, it's not going to be a blowout, you know. No. And I feel like Philly got to come to play. And I, I feel like Hurts got to he, – he, he needs a great game, me personally. Got to play a great game. Yeah. And so, like, like because I, I've seen Hurts play the past couple of games, yes, but he's missing, like, some deep throws, missing short throws. He's missing – A.J. Brown is not playing the same right now. And I feel like he needs a great game because that's Patrick Mahomes over there. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to make plays happen. And he's going to put pressure on the defense. And so I feel like Hurts has to match Mahomes to a degree. Like, do you agree with me on that? I think think the Eagles have to stick to their game plan. They have to use their running backs. They have to use Hurts in the running game. They can't. They can't afford to go toe to toe in the passing game. If, if you want to go toe to toe in the passing game, the Chiefs have the advantage. But again, the advantage that the Chiefs have is because of the, the short passing game they now use versus the 
style from last year where it was deep stuff to Tyreek. They've only had two big pass plays the whole entire season. Two. They use their passing game to control the ball. And if you're controlling the ball, you're also controlling that clock. The Eagles' defense is, is going to be on that field. And if they're on that field too much, you lose games. When you lose time of possession, it's hard to win football games. And, and you know, as, as physical and as tired as you get when teams run the ball on you, well, in the passing game, you got to keep running. You got to keep running. You got to keep chasing. And that will wear you down just as much as the physical aspect of the running game does, right? It, it will get you. And that's where that's where the Chiefs, uh, you know, if they do, if they do what they've done all year, for the most part, they're going to keep the Eagles defense busy. That front, that, that front four has to get to Mahomes, and it's, uh, I don't think they're going to have as, anywhere as easy a time as uh, they did with the Giants and the, and the Niners. Like Philly, they're a better team far as roster-wise, far as players and roster. But to be honest, I feel like the Chiefs, they got the title experience. They've been there. They've done that. they played in so many big games. And then, like, with her been his first game, he's batting two. You got Nick Sirianni, like, A.J. Brown, Avante Smith. It's like it's going to be so big of a hurdle. Not saying they can't win this game because they can but it's just to be honest, right now, it's just like, man, like, the Eagles have the better roster on paper, better players, better this, defense better, better offense by the numbers. It's like the Chiefs, it, it's, they always find ways to get it done. And, and so it's like, they, they succeed do I bet against Pat Mahomes? I just don't – I just can't bet against them in this game because, because – Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. And Jalen yeah. Hurts, he, he's really good. Yeah. But Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the league. He is by far. And, and they and they and they they've been there. So this, they know all this prep. There's so many Eagles who have never been here. And that then, can make that can make a difference. It can. And then far as La Super Bowl, the games are longer, uh, a halftime is longer. Like, is everything is longer, and then teams, the Chiefs are a smart team. If I'm KC, you have to stop the Eagles running game. Try to contain it. Try to contain it. And force Jalen Hurts will have to play great to beat us because he's played great this season. Yep. But so far this postseason, he's still fighting through that shoulder injury. And exactly. he kind of showed he yep. hasn't played the same. Yep. And if they think they're going to just run the ball on Casey and just run, 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 then she's going to take something away. And so I feel like their game plan is going to be to stop the run, contain the run, make Jalen Hurts beat us throwing the ball. He can throw, but he got to like take that shoulder out. And so I feel like right now it's like, Hurts got to prove it, prove it to it because he ain't done it this postseason because they ain't been tested yet. They had two blowouts. And then versus that Niners game, I felt like the Niners, they would have made the game more competitive if Rock Purdy never got injured. You know, but I felt like the Eagles, they got it, they ain't been tested yet right now. And I feel like this season, they haven't really played many great quarterbacks. 
Didn't play Mahomes. Didn't play Burrow. Didn't play Herbert. Like the best quarterback they played was it was Rodgers, I believe, this season with Aaron Rodgers. And so it's like this season, I feel like they haven't really been battle tested much, but they've been so dominant. And now facing a team like KC that's been dominant and like in all season, they've been battle tested. And then we're coming off a, a team like Cincinnati being battle tested, being pushed to the limit, pushed to the edge. They overcame. And then with uh with Jacksonville, with Mahomes getting hurt, still find a way to overcome and beat Jacksonville. And so it's like the Eagles have not been tested. And that's my only worry right now is that. Mel, I mean, that momentum is a is a funny thing, right? Yeah. Both both teams have it. I mean, they're they're here in the last game, so they both got some momentum. Um, but did you really see the Eagles, outside of Lincoln Field, play great games this year? Um, not really. They've been they've been they did their, teams. They, they did their big damage when they were at home. This game isn't being played at Lincoln Field. They're not going to have their fly Eagles fly guys. It's going to be a it's going to be a mixed crowd, right? Mixed uh, crowd. The 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 Chiefs don't care where they play. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't. They, they know that they have to play on the road and win on the road. They got to play at home and win at home, etc. The Eagles have been much more of that home type of a team. Well, you're not at home anymore. You're at a different site altogether. I don't know if that will affect them or not. But I know they certainly have fed off of that Lincoln Field crowd all year. I mean, that's they get going, and that crowd keeps going and keeps going. They're not going to have that. I agree. Um, that that to me is why I I have the Chiefs. Uh, I have the Chiefs like thirty four to thirty. I have Casey winning too. It's just when because I'm. When he when they beat Cincinnati and how Mahomes played on that sprained ankle and still did what he did, and now he has two more weeks for the end to get more healed. And so I feel like my homeboy, he can do whatever and he can make miracles happen no matter what. And it's like I just don't know can the Eagles overcome Patrick Mahomes. That's why I have the Chiefs winning it all, beating the Eagles in a close, close game. But I feel like Mahomes, he always makes a play that just wows you. It's like it seems like when you, it seems like when you doubt you got him, he still finds a way to beat you. And my and, and right now, Graham said right now, from a talent perspective. But you can correct me if I'm wrong. You've been around longer, way than me, way longer than me. So you see all the great quarterbacks from Montana. The LA, you see all the great, great quarterbacks. But from in my 27 years of life, you're way older than me. Way older. But it's from a talent perspective, I haven't seen nothing like Patrick Mahomes. Correct me if I'm wrong, that you seen someone that's better than Pat Mahomes just from a talent and skill perspective. Like, please correct no, me if I'm wrong. You've been around way longer than me. Like I always remind people that this is such a different era of football than all the guys I used to see. But to me, 
if I still had to play one game, winner take all. The guy that was wearing that 49ers uniform, Mr. Montana, he's going to be my quarterback in a one game, winner take all, any era, I don't care. That guy was just, he had it. And you knew he had it. You knew that he was going to get you. And you weren't going to stop him. He's 4-0 for a reason, right? Um, you know, Bradshaw won four as well. But but to me, Montana was just that guy. Joe Montana with, with, um, with A.J. Brown? Whoa, whoa. Way, way scarier than what Jalen Hurts is with A.J. Brown. <laughs> just, just way scarier. Just, just those two guys alone, right? But in, the, in, in this era, you know, in, in this century now, um, obviously we've had all the appearances from Brady. But Mahomes is, Mahomes is so clearly the number one guy in the league. It's not even close. He completely transformed his game from last year to this year and still had over 5,000 yards. It, he's he can do it in the pocket. He can get out of it, as we all know, etc. He is the guy. Until somebody until somebody shows me otherwise, he will be the MVP. Regular season, he'll if they win, they'll most likely get the Super Bowl MVP. It's it's his era right now. It's this is the Patrick Mahomes era. I agree, you know, because just um watching that game last week, it's like I'm nervous, like. In like the Cincinnati, yeah, but Mahomes is like he just third and ten, third and twenty, like 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 you know he convert the, like you he know that he gonna make something happen. It's just yeah. like like no matter what, even yeah. when um last drive Mahomes with a sprained ankle, ran and got the first down. Of course, the guy shoved him late hit. That was the dumbest late hit ever that he did, but it's just showing you that you know in clutch moments when you got fifty six seconds left. He going to march a team down the field and score or get in the field goal range because he's just that guy. And it's like, man, he just – he had that it factor. He's a great player. Go watch him play. And he just right now that dude. Now, obviously, I didn't see Joe Montana play, but I heard great things about Joe Montana, just his, his clutchness, his greatness, his yeah. being 4-0, didn't lose him, 11 touchdowns, no picks, um, like never losing the game, four and zero, kind of like Jordan, like 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 a six and zero, didn't lose a game, unblemished. So the same thing with Joe Montana, and so it just I didn't see him play, but my dad always talked about Joe Montana. It is a all time great one, the best ever. Never lost. He's four and zero. He's a hundred percent. He never lost. No picks. All touchdowns. He won and by any means necessary. And, and, you know, people can talk about the different eras. The newer era with the newer teams, like the Houstons and the Jacksonville, etc. When you add more teams, you have to spread the talent out. So in certain eras of the game, like go back to the 80s when they only had the 20-some-odd teams, those rosters were actually deeper. They were deeper rosters, right? So what Montana did was pretty damn special, uh, bottom line. 
But again, in this era, this is Mahomes' era. It's his era. Um, there's Josh Allen doesn't come close. I'm sorry, he doesn't. Oh, on the, on the Josh Allen not better than Joe Burrow, in my opinion. Or or even yeah, Burrow. I would probably go Mahomes, Burrow, Allen. Oh, yeah, Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, but uh, uh, it like it's clear cut. Mahomes one, like he yeah. is one, and everybody else is two and, and just two and down. But yeah. Mahomes is one by far. But here we have 32 teams, and we're, we talk about three guys. Right? Yes, sir. You're right. Well, and one of those, one of those other other um, 28 teams, they're in the Super Bowl. You're, you're right. You're right. So, so what does it boil down to, right? How many times have the have the best, the, the supposed elite quarterbacks actually won? Aaron Rodgers only has one. Only has one. He ain't been back since. Drew Brees only got one. Um, the, the guy who has the most Super Bowl rings in, in the league right now is Jimmy Garoppolo. He was a backup <laughs> on two teams, so he's, he's ahead. He's the quarterback with the most. He is the quarterback with the most now. You're right. You're Patrick right. Mahomes, Patrick can only tie him. You're right. I'm going to ask you a question, the last question. I said it for last for a reason. Obviously, you a Cowboys fan, die hard. And, you know, someone's not in Big D anymore. And I think it's Mr. Kellen Moore. He went to the L.A. Chargers, coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. And so, of course, you're a Cowboys fan. And you know a lot about the Cowboys more than me. And so just from you being a diehard Cowboys fan, please, please tell me your thoughts about the Cowboys cutting bait with Kellen Moore. Please. And they're trusting Mike McCarthy. Please unleash. I'm all okay, ears. So I'm all ears. Th- this is a complex situation because Kellen Moore was there in the previous regime with Garrett. Kellen Moore was like the favored son of our beloved owner and his son, Stephen. Oh, boy. And McCarthy got the head coaching gig, but he was told, there's your offensive coordinator. Again, that's the interference of the Joneses, which they always do. We're used to it. So that was the first problem that you had. The next problem that you have is the uh, the philosophy of Kellen Moore, which again came from Scott Linehan, Jason Garrett. Well, we went nine and a half years with Jason Garrett and didn't get anywhere. So you had that aspect. Then you had Moore being young, just four years older than the quarterback. So it's more of a friendship thing and not a coach-player thing. Then you get into the whole dynamic of the play calls themselves. Cowboys are awful predictable. Awful predictable. Don't succeed on first down. Run the ball on second down maybe get three yards, you're at third and seven. So you're behind the chains. You're, you're, playing, you're playing into the opponent's hands way too much. Then you got the problem, the Dallas Cowboys with Prescott, when he throws more than 30 times a game, the record is 37 and 34. That's not very good. When he doesn't throw the ball 30 times, they're 27 and five. 
That's awfully good. Very good. Right? What does it tell you? Run the damn ball. The Cowboys have never been, never in their history. They, they've had great receivers. They, they've got that. But it's always been effective passing. Not crazy down the field and go nuts stuff. It's always been efficiency and, and, and effectiveness that have gotten the Cowboys where they were in, in the passing game. Troy Aikman was a perfect example of it with Michael Irvin. But it was Emmett doing the damage. Emmett did the damage. Before him, Tony Dorsett, uh, and Dan Reeves, all the other running backs. Until the Cowboys do that again, because here's where here's where the Cowboys always succeeded. A very good secondary, a nasty defensive front, and a brutal offensive line. You go back and look at those five winners. Those offensive lines were nasty. They were mean, nasty offensive lines. And you had the running back. Don't care of it. Don't care about uh, Mahomes throwing for five thousand. I care about winning football games, and that's how the Cowboys win football games. And at those key moments, Kellen Moore made decisions that were bad, plain and simple. Whenever he got cute, tackle for loss, um, all that sort of stuff. If you're trying to be trickery, trickery is a sure sign of you know you know you're you're losing. When you got to use trickery. Now, if you use if you use a gadget play, that's different than a trick play. Trick plays don't work. Gadget plays can work. But if you watch the Cowboys when their when their receivers were in motion, it was a slow jog. Look at every other team. They send a receiver in motion. That guy's moving. He's moving. It's quick. Nobody on that offense is better than four or five speed. You can't you can't survive that way in the NFL today. You need speed. Speed kills. I'm and that's what we're real quick. Um, obviously, um, watching that Niners game, Tony Pollard got injured. I think he'll be back by the start of the season next year. We'll see. But you know, um, y'all have a guy in Zico Elliott. So what should y'all do with Zeke? Because he hasn't been the same guy the past couple seasons. So but, should y'all resign him or y'all no. just let him go? No, he he should be a post June first cut. Um, otherwise, the money carries over for too long with without any results, etc. Be done with it. Thank him for what he did. Um, again, and this partly to this is where Kellen Moore gets more blame. When Zeke first came into the league, the center of the Dallas Cowboys was Travis Frederick. Travis Frederick was a people mover. He got you he got you open lanes. He had to retire. He had that Guillaume Barre syndrome. The young kid that came in, Tyler Biotish, isn't Travis Frederick. Why are you trying the same A-gap run over and over and over again when you don't have the guy that can blow that hole open anymore? That over and over, giving that ball to Zeke that way, it took a toll. He, he's not effective anymore. He can't be effective anymore. 
And as much as a, a loyalty and all that other stuff comes in, what the results are on the field has to, has to come first. So I think the Cowboys, um, this offseason, after they get the rest of their coaches hired, they have to decide on how much cap space they're going to open up. And unlike most years, they can't go cheap. If, if, it's, if it's a guy on the defensive front that they need in the interior, go out and sign one of them. If it's that second cornerback, go out and sign them. Spend a little money. Don't wait for everybody else to do the big names and you go for the cheapest guys possible, which is what they've been doing. And then you need to draft and draft heavily at the skill positions. Running back, wide receiver. They have to get those skill positions up. I agree because I feel like um, I definitely need a running back for sure. Um, I would say this. Y'all need somebody to help C.D. Lamb out, like a, a number two receiver, because C.D. Lamb by himself. And, when, and I feel like versus that Niners game, Amari Cooper could have helped out. Well, that's that's you know everybody talks about Amari. Um, that's over and done with. He was moved out of there. It was a money. It was a first and foremost the money. He's not a twenty million dollar receiver in my mind either. Um. That contract was bad. And that, again, is the Joneses, uh, again, they don't know how to negotiate contracts. They just don't. They're horrible at it. Um, But Amari had to go. He was also a problem during the COVID, and you can't have that stuff. You can't can't put your um, teammates at risk the way that he was willing to do and all that other sort of stuff, Um, which he did. And so sayonara, you did not put the Dallas Cowboys first, goodbye. Now, could they have gotten a better return in the draft or whatever? I, maybe, who knows. But the guy they that they drafted led their team in interceptions, Deron Bland. So it's six of one, half dozen of the other, right? The problem that they had is they felt Michael Gallup was going to come back from his ACL injury and be that guy. No, he was just, he just wasn't. And they gave him a multi-year contract. I would have said, no, I'm going to give you a one-year deal because you're coming back from this injury. Prove it, and then we'll give you the contract. But no, they gave him a multi-year contract. That's why we now have to draft that position. And, and they can't afford to miss. They need They need somebody who can stretch that football field so badly. Well, um, this draft has definitely a lot of receivers coming out, and so problem problem is the problem is in this draft is is eighty five to ninety percent of them are slot receivers. It's huge for the slot receiver. Well, we've got C D Lamb. He's 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 that guy. He's he's that guy. They need a burner. They need a guy who can go on the outside and beat corners with speed. They need that deep threat because if you have to account for the deep threat, you can't play as hard on CD. You can't cover them the same way because now you've got the other guy opposite him who can, who can burn you. Defenses will have to play honestly, right? Because CD, even at Oklahoma with Jalen, 
What did CD do best? Caught yards after the catch. Yards after the catch. That's CD. That's what we need him for. And he did. He did do quite a bit of it this year. They need speed. And they need the same thing. Because I, I don't think there. People can say what they want about Pollard. Everybody screams and hollers about giving a running back a second contract. But everybody wants Tony Pollard. Well, that's a second contract with a running back. What, why aren't you? Uh, well, we haven't used him enough and all that other stuff. Tony Pollard's build, he is not a number one running back. As you saw, he's going to get hurt. They need a feature back. And I think Tony's gone. There are teams out there with so much more cap space that would love to have him. He's going to go elsewhere. Chicago, the Giants, the Ravens, all of them have a ton of cap space compared to what Dallas currently has. They can give Tony Pollard more money than the Cowboys can offer. We need to draft a new backfield. We have Malik Davis, good kid out of Florida that played with Damian Pierce for, for the Texans. They, they split the backfield in Florida. So we have that one. We need two. We need two more. Because in this era, you need three guys in that backfield. Mr. Gray dropping nuggets. He's dropping gems. <laughs> definitely. Um, but I agree with you on that, definitely for sure. I feel like Dallas needs to make a move now because um, you know, I'm gonna say this honestly. Jerry Jones, you know, he's uh I believe he's 80, he's 81, something yeah, like that. 81. And you know, and I mean to be honest, I mean Jerry wants to see a win before God called him home. I mean, he's 81 years old, so it's like... No, we're, we're actually all convinced in Dallas that he's going to live to 140. Like, you know... He, he's going to be around till he's 140. <laughs> you I'm know, uh, I mean, well, you know, I feel like Jerry, is, he wants to see the Dallas Cowboys win before God calls him home. You yep. know, he, he wants to see him win. And because it's been 28 years, and beyond Mr. Greg, in my lifetime, I've never seen Dallas win nothing because nope. I'm 27. Yeah. And I was born in 95. And the last, the last time we last won. Time they won. So I didn't so 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 in my lifetime, I've never seen Dallas win nothing. So what I just you, and what 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 in the world were you doing in your crib not paying attention? <laughs> yes, yeah, there's I was like I said, I just um in my lifetime, I never seen them win nothing. I seen all all the years of them losing, losing, losing. Now I can say the Aromo years when they should have called that touchdown when Dez Bryant caught that pass. That was a catch. That was a catch. That yep. was a touchdown. They screwed them off that. You know, and they, but, and they would have beaten Seattle. Yeah, that was the Cowboys team that would have beaten Seattle. I agree. I agree. Cause that was a catch in my opinion. You know, oh, yeah. I feel like well, it, th three and a half years later, the NFL said, yes, it was a catch. Right. That was a catch for sure. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I don't understand how they said it wasn't a catch, but that was a catch for sure. But Mr. Greg, though, just uh, first off, appreciate you for coming on the show. Talking, more, talking about your Cowboys, talking about Keller Moore, talking about just what the Cowboys need in the whole Super Bowl. Tom Brady means the world to me. Came on the show, talk sports. Um, it was a great time to talk to you. And Mr. Greg, talk about the fans you got going on right now, as far as I guess with uh with your show and everything and things you got going on right now. 
Well, um, I do. I do my own Greg's Gripes broadcast when I talk about things that I get angry about in the world of sports. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, in sports media, especially, uh, I don't like those guys. Um, we all know their names. Um, that's usually my favorite, one of my favorite targets in that area. Um, I'm doing the press conference with that Mello Williams and Brock Vieira. Now uh, we do that podcast. Um, that's at teammbsmedia.com as well. And of course my articles there, um, Cowboys or any other team, what have you that needs to be covered. The old guy covers it, right? I'm actually working on a piece on this whole Indianapolis Colts situation right now. Um, so that'll be coming. Um, but yeah, I keep myself busy. <laughs> I know that definitely. Well, the great, it was great having you on the show. Definitely got to bring you back once again. You're dropping nuggets, dropping films anytime. People, and Mr. Greg, NBS, Nuts and Bolts, Knows the Sports, Mr. Greg, thanks once again. We love y'all. We out. Peace.